Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss, brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Two in a row, and the stage is set for a big one this week. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show. 41-26, the final score in Toronto on Friday night. The Eskimos now 6-3 and three and getting set for a huge game this week. Friday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium, it is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers who will be the visitors. We say uh, good evening, and how are you to Eskimos head coach Jason Moss? How are you doing, Jason? Doing very well, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, it was a fun night on Friday night, at least a fun game to watch and call. Lots of offense, lots of things happening. Uh, how did you feel about the way your team overall performed before we break it down a little bit more? Yeah, no, I was very pleased. Very uh, satisfying win going on the road, uh, playing an opponent who, you know, you could throw out the record, they're better the team than win, a one-win team. Uh, playing at home, having just come off a huge win over Winnipeg the week before, or two weeks prior to that. They had a bye week, so they were refreshed and energized, and I felt like this is our toughest stretch right now. We've talked about it for over a month. Our guys matched that energy and were able to sustain it for four quarters, all three phases, and I was very pleased with our performance. Uh, obviously, there's always stuff you can clean up and get better at, but ultimately, it's a it's a game that we needed and, um, you know, obviously went out and got it. 509 yards in offense. You're 5 for 7 in the red zone. You had success for the most part in your short yardage situations. Uh, you, I don't know how much was wrong with the game because you're playing pretty well, I thought, but uh, you, you got a few things turned around that people have been talking about and were problem points the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean... Um you know, those are. There's a reason people were talking about. They weren't, you know, up to our standards of what we've set for ourselves and what people are accustomed to seeing what we've done in the past. So, you know, it's something that we honed in on. Obviously, I've, I've said it before. If it was an easy fix, it would have been fixed seven weeks ago. But, you know, it's always been, you know, one little thing here, one little thing there. So we just talked about more of the details, tried to figure some things out to do differently, and. Ultimately, our guys executed and, and the details were met. And the last two weeks, our details have been uh, what I've been most proud of our offense. Our guys are hitting their marks, doing the right little things right, and then ultimately they're able to execute um, at a higher level. Um, obviously, when you get down in the red zone and you score five of seven times and truly score six of seven, one gets called back from a penalty that had no bearing on the play anyways. Um, it means you've you've done some really good things. So you know, thankful for that. And then uh, the one other thing I was proud about, pleased about, was we had a, our left tackle go down after the second series of the game. And we and uh, Kyle Saxlett, our rookie, rookie can, comes in again. You know, he's coming at right guard in BC. We didn't miss a beat for Matt. He comes in at left tackle this game. We don't miss a beat. Um, that's huge. It's huge for us to have the confidence in Kyle going forward. Uh, you know, we see him on a day-to-day basis, but you know, for him to step in our O line play that well, I mean. Trevor wasn't hit very much all night. So anytime your quarterback's clean, you know, it's a little bit easier to operate the offense. Um, you know, and obviously he's getting help from everybody. I know you're confident in your offense and you knew you were going to get these things straightened out and you're working at straightening them out and you've seen them do it before, but a little part of you, 
on Friday night just goes, I'm glad we kind of got that going in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, no one's harder on <laughs> – as much as people say about us, and I don't read a lot of things. I, I've been always been one of those guys. I don't really – there's enough stuff out there, and I'm so focused on our jobs and working hard and all those things that, you know, I you, you hear a buzz about what we're not doing well. Well, I know what we're not doing well. I, I'm very keen – so you aware. don't need the media to tell you uh, what's going on. I'm very <laughs> keen and aware of what we're not good at, and no one's more frustrated than us as a coaching staff when we can't get it right. And because I do put a lot of blame on us, like we have to be able to coach them better, teach them better, get them to understand the whys and why, why why is something so important that you cannot miss a foot here, miss a foot there. That is the most important part of football is inches. It's not the big stuff. It's the inches that matter. And you know it's hard to keep grinding and not get the results so you know but that's our jobs and we we focused focused on it this week like I said the last two weeks we focused really hard on trying to teach better and I feel like our players have responded to that and I feel very satisfied when you go out and operate at that level and our guys are able to accomplish those feats because to score five out of seven to hit on a 63 percent rate on second down and in particular, I think it was 60 or 65, and really it was 63% on second along. To do that is not easy. I don't care what defense, I don't care where you're playing. It's hard to throw for 60% in pro football, let alone convert on second along 63% of the time. So when your offense is operating and humming like that, um, it's, it is very satisfying, and it's, it shows that all the work we're putting in is you're getting something out of it. Was it just execution, as you talked about, or did you change anything going into the game? And do you think, uh, I know you tweaked how you had your meetings and your walkthrough on the road for this trip. Do you think that played a part in it? Who knows? I mean, obviously, we did talk about thing, things differently, you know, changing some things up on the road, you know, doing things that more work more accustomed to at home, which is, again, we want to have fun, and we want to enjoy each other's company, and that's basically what we did more of on this road trip was you know we played games for 10 or 15 minutes before our meetings we you know met in the evening so guys were able to relax when they got to Toronto instead of being a usually when you go on the road you arrive at two for media the rest of the team goes to the hotel they, everybody scrambles to find something to eat before your first meet, meeting you meet for two and a half hours and you're the whole time you're either hungry or one to get out and rest because you just had a long day of travel you got up early all those things so it's a, it's not conducive to probably to learning and to being locked in. And so basically we decided to change some things up uh, in order to do that. Now I look at that as, you, know, you can look at that as excuses too, because two years ago we did the exact same stuff we've been doing for the last 13 games and we won five games. And I think we won six games the year before or five games as well. So we've been a good road team before. It just, for whatever reason, this has happened. So you look at changing some things up and ultimately I think it put a lot of guys at ease when they got into Toronto. They were able to go get food. They were able to relax. And again, then we get to have meetings together longer with no pressure. And then on the, ne the next day, our walkthrough for our offense happened the day of the game. Uh, to be honest with you, this is our worst offensive walkthrough we've had all year. <laughs> so you're discouraged by that. But obviously, guys, at that point, they still had five hours before the game. They must have went back and studied some stuff up and obviously came out with a different mindset for the game. And started strong. I mean, three trips to the red zone, three touchdowns. Hasn't been done by an Eskimo team in 16 years. So that was a tremendous way to start yeah, the game. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I, you know, that's to, to hear that's pretty awesome. And, uh, again, it's, again, the hard work we've put in. I, I feel like our, our offense is, is, is bearing some fruits from that. And, again, we've been down there, you know, enough, and we've, we've accumulated the yards to be able to finish 
finish drives is the most important thing, though. So, you know, we did a good job of that this week. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, Gibby and Jordan and Prinny and Tucker, they, they came up with a very good game plan. And, you know, we called it well and got it executed. That Harris Ellingson combo is pretty nice to watch, isn't it? Yeah, they were they were on on their game for sure. Um, you know, I, there weren't too many um, guys on our offense that weren't on their on their game, but Greg was definitely had a, a different connection with Trevor that night. Uh, what an incredible catch! Um, you know, and I know Trevor would probably like a couple of throws back to Greg that you know he probably could have made some more things happen. But even Ricky, Ricky had eight. Eight uh, targets, eight catches, and they were all contested throws, contested catches. You know, Devaris had five big catches. Uh, probably could add a couple touchdowns in there as well. You know, uh, I know Tay and Tavon weren't targeted as much, but they still came up with big catches. Um, and CJ blocked his his butt off for us. And at the end of the game, anytime at the end of the game, you can run a run the clock out and accumulate almost the amount of yards you've had in the game rushing on one drive, that tells you something about the O-line and about CJ. So we've done that a few times here where we've had a you know, run the team out and we've been able to do that. So I give a lot of kudos to him sticking with it because the he you don't see a lot of the things that CJ does. And we appreciate what CJ does when he's not doesn't have the ball in his hands. He's an incredible blocker, best in the league. And when you needed him to finish it out, like you say, he was there and he just kept racking up first downs and yeah, just keeping I, the clock moving. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome job. Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the same thing at the start. Uh, they maybe give up more yards than we've seen, but, man, do they hold the fort well. Uh, yeah. It's been the last couple of games. It's been incredible to watch them in their own red zone defend the way they have. Yeah, no, they, um, you know, obviously, you don't. They don't want to give up anything. We talk about it a lot. We don't want to give them nothing. And uh, to give up yards is, you know, it's unfortunate. But it's really a matter of what points you give up. And the tail of that game, to me, honest with you, came the first three drives from each team. You know, we they kicked three field goals. We scored three touchdowns. Um, our defense, you know, did extremely well in, in the red zone. I think they only scored 25% of the time. So, you know, that was huge in that game to be able to do that. You know, they'll rectify some of the things with setting the edge in the run game. I know they did some different things. They had a week, to pre- two weeks to prepare for us, and they game planned us pretty well uh, with certain sets and, and changed up their, um, their tendencies here and there. But I know our guys watch the film, and there's stuff that we could definitely improve on there. But... The hustle's always there. The physicality's always there. And the ability to step up and make plays when you have to make them is there. So, obviously, every game you learn something, you'll get better from it. But ultimately, what it comes down to is can you you know, stop a team when you need to, and our defense is able to do that. Last two games for Arjun Colhoun, have, have those been the best two games of his Eskimo career? I, I mean, I think so. I think he's just getting more comfortable being in the lineup. Um, I, you know, I think he's gaining the confidence of everybody. I think he's gaining more confidence himself and in himself uh, um you know we all know he, what he can do i mean i've seen it since he's been a rookie since his first practice here you know and I watched him in college so I, I know fully well what he's capable of and now he's able to stay in there longer feel healthier and be able to kind of see that happening uh, he's i was talking to him a couple times this year and he's just talked about becoming a pro more and looking after himself better so he can stay healthy because that's really been the biggest bump against him is he he hasn't been able to stay in the lineup right yeah i mean that's that's hard for everybody i mean it's 18 game schedule and it doesn't matter how well you eat how well you take care of yourself it's tough to stay healthy for 18 games but you give yourself the best chance by recovery 
by eating right, by sleeping well, by watching more films so you can put yourself in better spots so you don't have to overexert yourself. Like those are all little things that help a pro be a pro. And when you're young, you don't realize how important those little things are. And again, I said, football comes down to inches. Well, it comes down to the little things and the details. And if you're keeping up on those things, you're far better, you're far better for it. And I think Arjun's starting to realize that. All right. I uh, asked earlier today if uh, people had some questions on Twitter to ask you. I got some interesting ones I'm going to hit you up with here. Okay. Uh, this one is, are the first series of plays for each game scripted? And are they called that way based on game film? And I'll add this, when do you go away from the script? Yeah, I mean, a lot of our games, the way we approach a game is to script plays early. Um, and it's based on what we see going into a game, what we're comfortable running, how we want to set up the game, how well we practice those plays, which ones we feel the most confident in. Um, but a lot of it does come down to studying film and watching it and having tendencies that you think you see. And ultimately throwing a wrinkle in there that they maybe have prepared for that you want to show them. So, you know, that's that's really what it is. And then the, the thing about calling plays is this. There's such a thing as calling it from your gut. So no matter what plays you have down, when you watch the game, you get a feel for a game. When you see coverages that you weren't expecting and when the when it's first and 10 and it's the third one, you know, how you've performed in the last two, you know, all those little nuances are what's go into your gut and allow you to call a game. So when you go off script, it's generally because of that. And so we call, you know, you as a play caller, you call off your gut. And I call not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a ton, but I do call plays. I, I move around my script more than, you know, you think. All right. I uh, got a couple people asking about, uh, wanted to get your thought process on third and short when you go under center or, or from the gun. And what do you see that makes you go from the gun compared to under center? Well, you generally you go under center if you're going to sneak the ball for us. I mean, that's I think everyone knows that's generally what we do. We have a couple other plays that we don't do that, and those are tendency breakers. But what I like to say in football is this: if you're if you're if you have tendencies, that means you're probably pretty good at something, and that's why you continue to do what you do. So generally in football, it's 75% tendency, 25% breaker. So well, that's what we try to live by. A lot of the things that we do, short yardage is probably more than 75% though because ultimately it's one yard that you got to get their yard off the ball. If you're under center, you have a really good opportunity to sneak the ball for a first down. If you're in the gun, that means you're obviously going away from that. And there's a lot more options when you're in the gun than in, when you're under center. So we operate our whole entire offense from the gun, not every formation or not every set, but a lot of it. So it's just how the game, how you feel going into the game, what you can execute. And then depending on what situation, whether you want to break a tendency or not. If you don't feel the team can stop you, you're going to continue to do what you do. And that's kind of what our mindset is. It, it, we like to believe we're good at certain things, and we're going to continue to do those certain certain things in short yardage. All right, another question. Uh, our defense has been stellar. Are other teams figuring how to respond, how much tweaking is required? I mean, I mean our they're defense, looking at game film, right? Yeah, our defense tweaks every week. So we, we put a little something new every week, a new, new little wrinkle every week, whether it's noticeable to other people watching the game. I'm sure it's noticeable to coaches who watch the film the next week, that what we do. But ultimately, again, it comes down to what are you good at? And our defense has to be good at certain things. you know. And then you've got to throw a wrinkle in here and there. But, yeah, I mean, you're getting more and more game film. There's nine weeks of game film now to watch. So that means our guys are being watched by coaches 
we watch every game just about. I mean, we break down stuff, but you know, Gibby watches every game. So we have coaches that watch every game. So we will watch and see tendencies that a team has. So if you're not a team that self-scouts, you're not a team that you know looks through your stuff, but again, you have to have tendencies. You have to have things you are good at that you can hang your hat on. So even if you have a tendency, you've got to know what your vulnerabilities are. And our defense knows our vulnerabilities. They know what we're vulnerable to, and that's why you change it up here and there. But usually we're a step ahead, and we know what they're trying to attack. And it comes down to a lot of times effort and their execution, and then whether you can get the stops from there. All right, you're listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss, brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Uh, we'll turn our attention to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Friday's game when we come back at 7.48 on 6.30, Chet. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley, brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio, 6.30, Chad. Uh, we're back with the coach on the coaching show brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Uh, before uh, we get into Friday's game, Jason, uh, I imagine, all well, I know you watched the game, uh, the Calgary-Montreal game, man. That's, that was classic CFL football at the end. It was so entertaining. Yeah, I mean, you've heard me say it. I'm a huge CFL fan, so I watch every game that I can. Um, definitely watch that one, and the finish was spectacular. It's what a CFL game is like, and that's why the old cliche of it's never over till it's over, and anybody can come back on anyone in the last three minutes I mean it proved it again and then the overtime was overtime it was it was a great performance and you know um, hats off to Montreal for doing that and then man Arbuckle made a great throw and it was you know however you would have called it at the end it probably stands because it was hard to irrefute that the evidence Man, it was, uh, yeah, it was an entertaining game for sure. Great finish. Uh, Friday night, the Eskimos and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. The Eskimos will be honoring the men and women of the Canadian Armed Forces in this game, Military Appreciation Night. Uh, you can send some uh, Armed Forces members and their families to the game. Uh, head to the Eskimos website and check it out. Uh, find out a way to help uh, Armed Forces members get to the game and get yourself a Trevor Harris bobblehead in the process. Uh, you talked, you touched on it on the post game when we asked you about it. Uh, as you said, not afraid to talk about how important this game game is uh it's it's you know you're starting the second half of the season but it's never too early to be in first place or talk about first place and it's a game that's got so much riding on it friday yeah i mean you won't i mean i never shy away from it i mean when it's this game this week and i can talk about it now that it's here and we've put ourselves in position to do what we're about to do that's that's huge and it's fun and that's what we work for and so you got to be excited about it Um, I'm more excited about going to work tomorrow though than I am about the game and that's just the thing the culmination of this week is going to be an end result hopefully in our favor that puts us in great position um, and the the best position that we could be in this week and it just happens to be against a team that's in first place right now so anytime you can play against the best it's it's awesome and you know they're playing really good football uh, I feel like we're playing really good football. We're at home. It's exciting for our fans. I hope um, you know it's it's going to be a battle, and you know I, it, it, we're excited. We're a very excited team. Matt Nichols is the story. Injured, won't play. He's going on the six-game injured list. Uh, Chris Strebler. Uh, I guess the one thing you have in your favor is you've seen him a lot. This will be your, his third start against the Eskimos. So how different it, will your game plan be going against the Bombers with Chris Strebler at quarterback? I mean, um, how different it is, I mean, they'll find out. (laughs) 
Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're different quarterbacks. I think they both have their strengths and weaknesses. And uh, obviously, Strevler is different than most quarterbacks in our league with the legs he has and his ability to run and how tough he is. But he can also throw it. I mean, I, I, we've seen it firsthand, you know, what he's capable of doing with his arm as well. So, you know, will they be different, you know, is the question. You know, it's, it's different when you're putting him in for a player here, play here or play there or series here or series there. When he's going to take over the whole game, now you ask yourself, how much are they going to be different? And we'll find that out, and we'll have to adjust to it. But obviously, you're going to play to his strengths and obviously try to contain him. Uh, when you talk about setting edges and having somebody that occupies space and knowing that you can't let him out of that area, you know that's important this week. We know that. So you know when you got guys like Matt or Trevor that can get out and hurt you a little bit and get a first down. Strevler can go the distance every time he gets out. So that's a big difference. And so our guys got to be great about that. I know that for sure. But again, it's how different their offense is going to be, and we'll have to react to that. Two real good defenses. Two points be at a premium, I would think, on Friday night. Yeah, no question. I mean, uh, they're playing some great defense. Uh, they've got some incredible talent in their front seven. Uh, their back end is good as well. So, um, And Richie Hall's very w well respected in our profession, uh, being a coordinator. Uh, he's got a great coaching staff that have been together now for a few years. So they play at a high level. They do a lot of different things. Um, they're a, a bear to go against. I mean, they're, they definitely make you think. Go Going into that game, and then after that, you've got to you got to react and play fast. But uh, ultimately, they make your job very difficult. All right, uh, should be a great night for sure. Looking forward to it. We've got it for you here on 6:30, 5:30 for the countdown to kickoff. Seven o'clock is game time. The Eskimos and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, first place in the CFL West, is on the line. That's the show for tonight, Jason. Thanks very much. Good to see you again. Good luck this week. Perfect. My name is Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody.